Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. Jesus invites us into a beautiful life, not, not the life that we would expect and not the kind of life that other people, teachers, whoever may talk about or introduce us to or encourage us into. But Jesus invites us into a beautiful life that's beautiful because it's life with him. And because it's with him, it's a life like his life. And it's beautiful. Please join me in prayer for God to do his work through these words that come directly from Jesus himself. Oh Lord God, in your mercy, you didn't just leave us in our mess. As beautiful as this world is, a tremendous gift of just pure, sheer grace from you, but we've made such a mess of things. You came into this world to redeem us and the world with us. All creation groans, ready to experience that restoration. And now as we listen to these words, Lord, make them live in our hearts and change us to see you more clearly and be more like you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapters 5, verses 1 through 16. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. <laughs> 
the word of the Lord. Let there be light. Some of you may recognize that those are in fact God's very first words in the entire Bible as he began creation. Let there be light. And now as Jesus wraps up and begins to transition his description of the beautiful life, he comes back to light as a metaphor. Now, he didn't start with metaphor. He started with something that was way too concrete and specific, namely poverty. He started his description of the beautiful life telling us that the poor in spirit are blessed. Those who know they have nothing to bring to God, in fact, receive the entirety of the kingdom. And those who mourn their sin, their brokenness, their hurt, and the hurts and brokenness and sin of the world, those who mourn are those who receive comfort and are happy. That those who grab everything are not the ones who inherit the earth, it's the meek, those who are gentle with the strength they do have. And we all have strength. And it's those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness and rightness that are filled. He tells us that the merciful are the ones who receive mercy. It's the, the clean at their core, not the people who look good on the outside, who in fact see God. And the peacemakers, those who weave things together rightly, right relationships with God, each other, the earth, are those who are known as God's own children. And then last week, if you were joining us, the metaphor of salt, that these people who live the beautiful life, and indeed who are opposed, everyone who lives a beautiful life will be opposed by a world that is not beautiful. But that these people who live a beautiful life, these people connected to the movement of Jesus, are the salt of the earth with all the richness that metaphor includes. And this week, again, light. We who are connected to Jesus, who live this beautiful life, are, Jesus tells us, the light of the world. Which is just an astounding thing for Jesus to say. God created light. And throughout scriptures, it's the light of the radiance of the glory of God that our eyes are pointed to. In fact, in the Gospel of John, Jesus himself says, I am the light of the world. So here on the side of the mountain, and no doubt other places as well, this same metaphor of light and is repeated by other gospel writers in other places. Jesus said this repeatedly, that we who are connected to him take on his character, are, like him, the light of the world. And as we did for salt last week, let's play with this metaphor. Because for both us and for the ancient people listening to Jesus there on the side of the mountain, light reveals, light shows things as they, they really are. When you have a lamp, you can see the path in front of you. That's why you take a flashlight when you go camping. If you ever have to go in between your campsite and the bathroom in a dark night with a small child, you want a flashlight so you do not stumble. 
an indelible memory for me in my years living in California is the very first apartment that I and a couple friends rented together. My very first time walking into this space, the blinds were drawn, everything was really quite dark inside, the door opens, we flick on the lights, and in every direction, I kid you not, there is this skitter, 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 skitter of cockroach feet in every direction. Man, that place was infested. And yes, we rented it because it's the neighborhood we wanted to live in and we're young, we're agile, we can clean, we can take care of this. And you know, what's a few bugs, but man, there were a lot of cockroaches. Here's the thing though. The opening of the door and the flicking on of the lights did not create the cockroach problem. The flicking on of the lights and the opening of the door revealed the cockroach problem. And indeed, the scuss on the counters and the fridge and the... Yeah, the reason we had the cockroach problem was also revealed by the application of some light uh, and a lot of cleaner. And here's where it just gets wild. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Hebrew Scripture, God's teaching, God's Torah, God's instruction is light for us, to show us the way, to reveal what is true, what is not, to literally light our path. Your word is a light unto our path. Your instruction guides my feet. But here's what's wild. Jesus is now extending that metaphor beyond the inspired scripture given to God's people. Now we, the community of faith, we, the people who are connected in God's new family, we are the light of the world who reveal God's goodness to each other and to the world around us. And just to be clear, it's we together who are doing this. We together who are the light of the world. Jesus says, y'all, are the light of the world. A city, a communal image, cannot be hid when it's up on a hill. We, who live this beautiful life together, have the opportunity to reveal the goodness of God and the rightness of life in a way that we would never see it if we were on our own. But light doesn't just reveal, light also cheers. There's nothing like sitting around a campfire with friends, the dancing of the lights. There's something that resonates deeply within us. And we all are familiar with the seasonal affective disorder thing, living in the Pacific Northwest, whether we ourselves, each of us is affected more or less. We know others who are affected more, but this wasn't something we invented in the 20th century. And now, you know, it's something that people observed in ancient times that when things are dark, it does affect our moods. Light gives joy. And so it is with us, again, as a communal image, a communal metaphor that we, as the people who are living this beautiful life, peacemaking, pure of heart, merciful, grieving with those who grieve. We bring cheer, light in a dark and weary world. Those folks listening to Jesus there on the side of the mountain would have known every bit as much as we do, though not, of course, the particulars, that light cleans. No, they didn't have germ theory, and they didn't understand about UV light versus other, you know, wave spectrum, but 
it's really obvious that if you take something that's kind of discolored and you put it out and leave it in the sunlight, the sunlight will in fact bleach it and clean it. And indeed, a variety of cultures throughout time have noticed that when someone's sick and you take their clothing, their blankets, their bedding out and you put it in the sunshine, there is a healthful cleaning effect. The people listening to Jesus would have understood that very well. Light reveals, light cheers, light cleans, light is life. And those folks there listening to Jesus, dialoguing, conversing with Jesus there on the side of the mountain, they would have gotten that as well. With plants, it's just super obvious, right? You stick a plant in the dark, it does not do very well. But turns out if you take a human being and stick us in a hole, we don't do so well either. Light is life. Throughout the scripture, as we mentioned at the beginning, Light is an image for God himself. The very first words of scripture, let there be light, and there was light. And at the end of scripture, there is the light of God lighting his people forever. So much so that we don't even need the sun and the moon because God himself is our light and our life. And what's amazing is that this designation for God himself, this metaphor that shows us who God is, God now applies that to those who are connected to him, that we take on his character in all ways. Not, again, that we bring anything to God. The beginning point is poverty of spirit. But the end point is sharing all the riches and beauty of God himself. Our Eastern Orthodox sisters and brothers talk repeatedly, often, uh, one of their major themes for describing the Christian life is theosis, becoming like God. As God became human through Jesus Christ, taking up humanity into himself in a permanent connection, so we, through Jesus, are now permanently connected to him and begin day by day, step by step, through the sanctifying grace of the Holy Spirit, begin to look and sound and feel more and more like God. So in the spirit of Jesus here, who I imagine at a key point here, must have just burst out laughing. Friends, don't do what people would never do. Take some kind of light and just cover it up and burn inside it. Nobody takes a lamp and puts it under a basket. You let it shine so that it lights up the room, cheering, revealing, connecting. So we are invited to live out our lives in public. There is a deep, deep joy that we will forever miss out on if we stay to ourselves and don't engage with this beautiful life in public with others. The invitation to us is to enjoy the power and the work of God in, yes, revealing, but also cheering, cleaning up and purifying showing God himself to a world that needs good news. 
So I invite you to consider how God may be leading you with others to be light, a city on a hill, a light that's illuminating the whole room, not because we have light in ourselves, but because we're given light and made light. So step into somebody else's life and just bless them. Just do something just great that just they enjoy that would be a blessing, would do good for them. Take some time to listen to somebody else's story. To listen to really how they're doing. Listen for what's underneath the words. To step in and befriend people the way God befriends us. To witness to the goodness of God. To, to step in and after a conversation about spiritual things, to just ask the simple question, so have you ever, have you ever read the Bible? Would you, and would you like to? Be happy to do that with you. And see how that other person responds, that the light of Christ would be available to them. Again, we have Jesus' own encouragement, exhortation to us to let our light shine. Let people see our good works so that, not that we'd be made much of, but that people would see and glorify our Father in heaven for what a gift he is to each of us and all of us. I look forward to hearing the stories of how God is at work in you and how as your light shines, he reveals and cheers and makes clean. Amen.